What's happening? It's John, a Cut Above Horror Review, episode number 82, and we're bringing some special guests on with us today. We've got G-Baby and Steve from Waxing the Porpoise Podcast, uh, great friends of the show. Go check out their uh, podcast, Waxing the Porpoise. Today, we're talking about identity from 2003. So let's get twisty and enjoy episode number 82 of A Cut Above Horror Review. It starts now. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. Tonight we'll be discussing the film Identity from 2003, but first let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, welcome back to a special guest, G-Baby from Waxing the Porpoise podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, nice to have you back, G-Baby. Good to be here, thank you. And for the first time ever... His partner in crime and co-host on Waxing the Porpoise, it's Steve. What's up, Steve? Hello. Thank you for having us. Sure. Nice to meet you. Nice to have you on the show. Looking forward to hearing your opinion on uh, identity and anything else. So <laughs> Good to be here. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear your opinion on literally anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, if you haven't listened to Waxing the Porpoise, it's a great podcast. It's kind of a melange of several different mm. types of discussions. You've got movie reviews, true crime discussions, real life discussions. Um, there's cryptids. kind of just like a cryptids. It's kind of just like a, a grab bag of different things that just interest the hosts and stuff they want to talk about. So, uh, you guys want to tell people where they can find your podcast and anything interesting you got going on coming up? Uh, I imagine Steve will defer to me on sure. that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you can find us anywhere. Uh, you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. YouTube even. Uh, uh, yeah, we just kind of uh, do our own thing and uh, main, mainly movies. But uh, we like to, like you said, uh, change it up every once in a while with, with high strangeness. And, and mm. recently, too, it's kind of come out of like the woodwork is like, talking to friends and, and just talking about some some real life stories that are interesting and we have a couple more of those uh lined up too uh and i i didn't think we'd go in that direction so uh talking about that kind of stuff too is is pretty cool we just got finished with like a three-parter with our good friend dick dog that's that's called the coors light chronicles parts one through three that uh i'm especially proud of and uh it was really cool to hear his his life story. So stuff like slice of life kind of stuff like that uh, intrigues <laughs> us. And and uh, we also actually just had uh, a good friend, uh, Justin, a.k.a. Soju from Straight Chilling. We just recorded this weekend on uh, Prisoners from 2013. Ah, it's a feel good film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sounds like def- it. Definitely not a downer at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that is dropping this thursday um the 26th i think it is so yeah Yeah. check that one out uh when it drops and uh yeah that's us thanks for having us on again i'm psyched i'm super psyched to talk about this flick yeah i mean you were you were such a you've been such a great um guest host a couple times you've been on already uh for it follows and uh donnie darko if i remember correctly Yeah. yeah i mean I don't have to take this kind of abuse from you. <laughs> I got people lined up around the block. 
no, I I had a lot of fun on those two, especially. So yeah, they're they're good, great episodes. Yeah. How many episodes in are you guys now on Waxing the Porpoise? 40, 41. Yeah. Okay. I think 42 we just recorded. So when, when that comes out on Thursday, it will have been 42. So yeah, because I just things... texted you. I was like, man, it's like crazy that you have like 40 something episodes already. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were hovering still in like the 30s. But I remember like when I when you guys first started um, putting out episodes, I think you had like maybe four or five out before I, you know, I listened to the to one to begin with. Um, I was a little late jumping on, but um I remember thinking I was so impressed by how polished you guys sounded already. Like you sounded like an established podcast. I was like, what happened? Like you just like <laughs> skipped the awkward, you know, getting your shit together phase. Um, you guys just like hit the ground running. It felt like. Well, I I don't agree with you, but I will take it. And I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like it took to like episode 20 before I felt like even halfway decent or comfortable. What, what say you, Steve? Uh, I think you're just, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. Um, I think it it was kind of good chemistry from the, just because we've known each other for so long. There wasn't yeah. like a, that goes a long way. Yeah. yeah, that's the most important thing. Everything else comes after that. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm, I'm surprised it's in the 40s now too. Not counting the. The, the lost Highlander episode, which never. Ah, I wish I could hear that one. <laughs> I really like your show. I mean, it's come. It's like Jacqueline said, like you hit the ground running and you just like, I don't know, man, you have your own sound and, and mm-hmm. vibe like very quickly. And then, Jim, once you started doing those intros, like I was just like, this is it. This is the show. Yes, yes <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. is exactly what the show is. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys like them. That, that kind of just came, I don't know where that came from. But, don't uh, stop doing them, bro. Yeah, it came yeah, out. It's like an eclectic. Organic. Yeah, it's like sort of an eclectic, you know, assemblage of topics and stuff. But yeah. it's kind of like it just kind of like has gelled together, I think, into yep. its own unique thing. And it just works somehow. I don't know what it yeah. is, but it's you guys. Like... You guys have a chemistry. And Jim, you have that like way of language, too, where. I don't know, man. There's like the, the things you say just so hilarious. They make me laugh. <laughs> Your way with language. Agreed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have much. a you have a third member also, right? No, I mean it would seem like it because we've had him on so many times. But uh, no, I, I was think, I was, I was referring of... to Steve's cat. Oh, yes. I thought you were talking about Chris because we've had our, <laughs> our boy Chris. No, on Chris like is seven awesome. Times I just listened to the last episode he was on. Yeah, he's a good time, man. He and he's he had his own podcast before we started, and he's he's got like he's got he was also uh what was it? He majored in like linguistics. So if you want a wordsmith on your hands, like that's that's the guy right there. But uh yeah, he comes from like podcasting background. So whenever he's on, he he definitely lends uh, uh, an extra layer of professionalism and uh keeping the show rolling. So Anyway, super, yeah, the cat, the, L- Lola the cat is definitely unofficial. Yeah, she's right there. Uh, <laughs> she, she's with us tonight, too. So now we, we got six total. Yes. Mm-hmm. She kind of so. bullies her way in because even if I wanted to edit her out, I couldn't because she's usually like, meow, like in the middle of speech, <laughs> you know? So I was just like, let's let it ride. And that, I, a ton of people are like, oh, I love that your, your cat is a part of the show. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it kind of bums me out if there's like an episode that goes by where I didn't get to hear that's my cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's like our Rob Zombie. 
Yeah. Oh, oh he got, it got it in. Oh, yes. <laughs> the guest got it in. Unreal. Oh, I had I had one plan for later, bud. Oh, I'm Good sorry, job, G baby. I didn't want to ruin it. No, I, no, I you did. No, no. Yeah, man. You, it's anybody's you took game. the challenge. You took the challenge. <laughs> oh, anyway, man, speaking no, of John, that's good. What? Oh, I'm here too. Hey, hey guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, GB, yeah, hey. there's other people on the show. Yeah, John, how's it going? <laughs> Hi, Jacqueline. G baby, welcome back, my friend. Uh, great to meet you, Steve. Uh, I'm gonna wax your guys' porpoise even more. I do enjoy the. Uh, I listened to, to the one Coors Light Chronicle episode, mm-hmm. and it was just it was interesting, and it kept me listening the whole time. But the show overall is just wonderful. So keep it up, keep up the great work, and glad to have oh, you guys as friends. Wow, you guys are just too kind. Yeah, seriously, I'm not used to this kind of praise, man. But I, <laughs> Come back more often, it, man. Nonetheless, yeah, right. It's and a well, next week we'll talk here. shit about you, but you know, yeah, yeah, but just, <laughs> we'll do that behind your back, so you don't. Right, have to right, hear. yeah, of course. Unless it's Hyderberg. What's up, Hyderberg? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> How is everybody doing this weekend? Well, well, or this Good. week, sir. Well, I'm in the same position that John was in last week. My my team's out, so uh, I'm I'm crying in my diet coke right now. I know, John. You can glo- you can gloat now. I'm not gonna gloat because my team's still out. <laughs> as a, as a Mets fan, I've become familiar with the phrase. There's always next year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you guys ready to get into some horror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Johnny. Yes, we were given the task of watching the brand new Scream 6 trailer. Thoughts about this movie coming out in March? G-Baby, what do you think? Um, I liked it. Uh, the The first, the spoiler, or the, not spoiler, the uh, teaser that came out just before this, a few weeks before, I was kind of like, hmm. But this one, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, is what I'll say. I do. I kind of like the. Uh, it seems like they're leaning into like a cult kind of yeah. kind of thing. It reminded me. I, I was. I said on the Slack. It reminded me kind of of Kevin Bacon's show, The Following, from a few years ago. That's mm. like about like you know a, an assemblage of like copycat killers and like a cult like dynamic. Um, I caught kind of some vibes from that, but I don't know. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna just remain cautiously optimistic. Is what I'll All say. right, sounds fair. Steve, did you watch that trailer? I did. Yeah. What do you think? Trailer looked good. Um, sort of also cautiously optimistic, but I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. I enjoyed all three of the first first three. I uh, was unaware they made a fourth one back in 2011. So <laughs> when I saw that they re- released a fifth one, I was confused. And me and me and the misses were like, "Okay, let's go back and watch all of them." and then go see the fifth one in theaters. So we watched the first three, great. The fourth one was so horrifically bad <laughs> that, that we just, like, lost all momentum and never even ended up watching the, the fifth one. Um, and then I didn't even know the sixth one was coming out until until this. So, yeah, I need, to, I need to see the fifth one. But I didn't see Nev Campbell in the preview for this one. Is she not in it? Supposedly not. I've heard some shit like they're they're gonna like tease her. They're they're teasing this whole thing out and they're gonna bring her back at the end like a fucking oops gotcha kind of thing. But uh-huh. I'm leaning towards that conspiracy, right? conspiracy theory. I, huh? I'm thinking 
Courtney Cox dies in this movie, doesn't she? I hope you get so. that vibe. Yeah, from your. Why would you say yeah, I hope so? Because no, I can't no, no, no. stand Gail's character. I feel I, like she could have died. Oh, like he said I, I, I didn't say that. She should have died when she had that fucking haircut with the crazy stupid bag. Oh God. The haircut with yeah, Hydroberg. I think you're just jealous that she has bangs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn, from, give us, give us back Randy. Yes, oh, Randy. Randy. Yes, think please. Whoever... Well, I think Kirby is like the the stand-in for the Randy character. Oh, Wasn't but I'm it... sorry, you hated that fucking movie, so never mind. Yeah, yeah I just, this is Steve. He has wild opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Straight I didn't love that Steve. movie either. To be honest, Although, when we reviewed it, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Scream Four either, so I don't fault you. Fault you okay, for but that. he said he liked the third one, so he's saying the third one is better than the fourth one. Explain well, yourself, yeah. Steve. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Put on well, blast. The the Scream Three had the the banging out of control Creed soundtrack. So. Well, that oh, is yeah. true. That That's I did enough. own that soundtrack on compact disc. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kids, what that is is a little circular thing to put into a play. <laughs> Who are I mean, we kidding? There's no kids listening to this podcast. Like yeah. it's all I've, old I've seen the like demographic. Us. It's it's like 28 to 45. Yeah, it's folks our age. All right. Gen Z, we used to have these little circular things. <laughs> <laughs> and you put CDs. it in a machine and push play. A CD player. It only held the songs that... that were on it. You couldn't get all the music on it, just yeah. the 10 songs that were on it. Yeah, before that. We had cassette tapes, and you had to rewind your favorite song. That's how you would wear out your tapes. So there's a lesson in the, in, in the past. Jacqueline, what did you think of the trailer? Are you excited for this movie? Uh, it, was, it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me. I'd say overall net positive, but there are a couple things that kind of uh, make me hesitate with it. Uh, I know some people are like, oh, this is a boring argument, but like, I don't like that he that Ghostface has a gun in the convenience store. Like it's terrifying. Well, he takes all over it from. Again. He kind of disarms somebody and then uses. I don't it care. So that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I don't care. No, it's. I think him using a knife constantly is sort of boring. Anyway, so for him to like turn it, and besides, this isn't Ghostface, possibly. So you know what I mean? Like this is a copycat. So it makes sense, possibly, that he might. Sydney, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. It's not. Sorry, you think so? <laughs> no, it's Jenna Ortega. Dude, she's in that's, everything. That's possible. That's possible, but it's not. It's not Sydney. She's well, gonna break so... out the Wednesday dance in the fucking. <laughs> that would be awesome, <laughs> John. That was the best impersonation I've ever seen. <laughs> it's on uh, fucking everything on the internet. Yeah, it's it just, everywhere. It might as well be in Scream Six and, and gifts for it. It's like you can't get away from it even if i've never seen the show and i'm just like i'm not interested in seeing the show but this fucking dance is popping up every <laughs> hour true true well so i read a thing once like a you know a dumb like self-indulgent think piece where but it actually kind of made sense um a year or two ago where somebody was like you know we don't like like serial killers in stories like like uh books and movies and stuff they they go for weapons that require them to be like up close and personal with their victims mm -hmm. because they care about their victims not necessarily like a loving way but there's a connection between them the the reason they're killing them is always personal and so to use a firearm is like very impersonal and detached and distant um and so i don't it was said much better in the think piece but it, it made sense and it kind of a, 
it kind of explained why I I couldn't put my finger on it at the time. But when we watched Terrifier, which you spoiled for me, John. Sorry, uh, my bad. It I it bothered me that oh here's a spoiler, guys. Um, it, it bothered me that Art the Clown uses a gun, but I couldn't figure out why it bothered me. I was like, it's just not done. That's just not the way we do things around here. But I couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. But I think that's that's what it is. is it's just like impersonal and kind of goes against the serial killer like creeds. So um, I didn't love that in the trailer. And it I, I worry that this franchise is going in like a very kind of like I don't know, like kind of a less lighthearted sort of direction than some of the earlier films. I mean, it's, you know, it's still, you know, a slasher series, but I don't know. It just feels like it's getting like sort of darker and darker in increments. And I'm just not sure it's like going to, f- I feel like if we're a few degrees away from it, not feeling like a scream movie anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like with the firearm, like being that it's the convenience store, owner or a clerk like coming after him that he disarms the guy shoots him with the gun and there's a possibility like he drops the gun because that's not his initial target like he just took the guy out because he got in his way and that the person that he's after he's still going to try and stab because like you said it's like an intimate thing when you get close Mm -hmm. up and use the knife um and penetrate them if if you will yeah yeah i i agree that i think it was just like a crime of opportunity but they framed it in the trailer to make maybe make it seem like it's of more significance to get people talking like this Mm -hmm. and then Uh by the time we watch the movie it's just going to be a throwaway piece like he's in the they're in the liquor store boom shoots him and then that's it and then he also shot the guy with a like a sawed-off shot he one-handed and didn't even flinch i don't know steve you're into firearms like i feel like that guy would there would have been some blowback to that gun you're shooting it one-handed like that yeah yeah that's uh that's tough you gotta have some pretty strong forearms or something yeah some good is it, is it kind of similar to um that's that's kind of how i felt when like the newer zombie movies came out and they're running now versus the old ones where they're just kind of like slowly walking but mm-hmm. they would still catch up that just seems scarier because when they can run, it's like, oh, well, now you, now everybody's just fucked forever. You know, <laughs> yeah. having like a, a, a serial killer with a gun. It's like, oh, well, OK, so just nobody stands a chance at all ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, also, also another thing in the trailer, what's up with the like very tiny, like fast as fuck little flash of Dermot Mulroney? who to oh, me yeah. is like a big name, a big player. And it's like, you see him for half a second and he's going like, did I just, did I just see that? Oh, I missed that. But there he is. He's, he's yeah. there. He's going to be this, in, in, uh, it's going to be like in Scream 3 when they had, what's his face, uh, McDreamy as the cop. He's going to be the oh, generic, right. like Joe detective on the case. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely some intrigue with the trailer that I picked up, you know, uh, did you see Bob, I guess, had done some background and was like, there's a there's that shrine scene. And yeah. one of them's like Stu's sweater with blood yeah. on it and yeah. uh, Tatum's outfit. And that checks out with the, uh, the poster art, too, that we saw with all the different ki- people that were killed on the subway. Uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the subway route. So, yeah, whoever's yeah. like they're glorifying the all these kills from Ghostface and idolizing it. Mm. Yeah. They, I got like Tony Stark vibes for a moment when they have like all the different fucking 
Ghostface costumes, like, oh, that's the Mach One, and that's the Mach Two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought it was the Bad Cave, the way. It yeah, came exactly, out. something like that, right? <laughs> like a superhero's fucking lair. Stately. What do you think of it, John? I, I I was fine with it. I've never been a huge fan of the Scream franchise, um, but I've gotten enjoyment out of it. I, it, it was fine. I, I, it was very medium for me. Um, just been reading okay. stories that it's supposed to be more gory and more violent. So can't go wrong if you're doing that. All right. I, I guess we'll all wait to see. What's the release date again? March? Uh, I think 10th? it's, yeah, March. I want to say, yeah, March 10th, March, March 13th, something like that. All right. Well, a couple months from now, we'll be, I'm sure we'll have all the answers. Just to button all that up too, Steve. I know you don't like the fourth one. You should check out Scream Five. It's it's definitely it's a vast improvement over over four. Because I I didn't like four at all, really. Okay. Yeah, I need to check it out. My favorite part was Anthony Anderson getting fucking domed with a knife and saying <laughs> "fuck Bruce Willis." <laughs> that was about the the most enjoyment I got out of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more news for us, John? I, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut it off right here except to say that if you plan on going to see the movie infinity pool you are going to get the r-rated version because at sundance they made it nc-17 so uh brandon cronenberg decided to make some cuts and you're getting the r-rated version Hmm. Hmm. that just makes me think when they when they bring out the uh, director's cut yeah or dvds have you read anything about it I haven't. I've only seen the trailer of it. Oof. Yeah, I, I was reading some of the some of the uh, plot synopsis, and I guess uh, Alexander Skarsgård did a did a video or uh, did an interview talking about something that happens in the movie. So I won't I won't ruin it for anybody. But I haven't even seen the trailer. Actually. I had it that looks, ruined for me. It looks fucking intense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I don't want to read anything about it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, just while we're on the topic of Brandon Cronenberg, <laughs> uh, bless you there. Thank you. Did any of you guys see his first film, Antiviral? The one that came out before Possessor? I have not. Um, I, I didn't love it, but the main character is played by this actor. I want to say his name is like Caleb Landry or something like that. And that guy, I was thinking of him last week because he plays the creepy brother in Get Out. Oh, God. He's such Do you remember a that guy? That's a dude. Yeah, he's like creepy, Cooter, like weirdo. Cooter Extreme, that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he, I I feel like he did a good acting job in in Antiviral, but as a whole, I wouldn't recommend the movie personally. But uh, Possessor watch was Possessor a instead. Instead, yes, watch Oof. Possessor instead. Yeah, the movie, yeah. folks. Sure does. Sure Big do. You. All right, that's all right. it. That's it for news. Yes, all ma'am. Right. Well, Hyderberg, this week we're talking about identity, and that was your pick. I believe so um, would is. you care to share why you chose this film uh yeah i don't know it's just been a movie that's uh i don't know i've seen it a lot i saw it in the theater um and i enjoyed it i haven't seen it too i've seen it maybe once more time after that on uh disc or streaming and um i don't know it's always kind of stuck with me i thought it was a pretty decent film i liked the uh the mystery of what's going on. I like the ensemble cast and the setting and stuff like that. So it had a lot going for it. I thought it would be a good episode for us to cover one day. And I thought maybe Jim uh, might enjoy it. And then Steve told me that he saw it. So I was like, oh, cool. You guys can come on and let's do it. Cool. Hell yeah. Those are good reasons. Word. Well, 
you want to decide whether it fucks or sucks, Hyderberg? Uh, sure. So for me, this is like a lover that you have that is mind fucking you and you know <laughs> it somehow, but you can't figure it out because I don't know, the sex is that good. So it's it's a fuck. You know, you keep you keep fucking it even though you know you're getting mind fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. So sorry. Uh, G baby, what say you? Does this movie fuck or does it suck? Um, I guess I'll say right out of the gate too. I don't want to hurt your feelings with this uh, Hyderberg because uh, it's not as bad as I'm portraying it. But I kind of put this as like a vanilla, kind of like a generic fuck. I'll say, kind of like a doggy style on a Sunday morning. You know, you're still a little <laughs> bit groggy and you're just kind of on cruise control. Um, it's definitely, it's not like a bite down and pray for lockjaw kind of scenario, scenario but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's some kinky shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I I think, like I said, though, I think after we talk about it, I think this will be a good one where my, my opinion might improve a touch on it, but uh I mean, I did enjoy it. I think you can do a whole lot worse. Um, I think my thing is I was shocked about, about like how high of praise it still has. And I was like, it just didn't jive with me. Like what I was seeing, like on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. And I think stuff, it's so. more because it's unseen. Like not too many people might have seen it. So they, they think they might praise it because they're like, oh, well, you should check this film out if you haven't seen it because it's a little bit underrated. But yeah, maybe you, you've that. taken that more as like a hype. Because I feel like yeah. most people are probably just referring it to people like, yeah, you should check out this movie because a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah, that's that fair. I just once I got to the end, it just it didn't seem like it. It seemed like overkill a little bit of like the level of praise that it has I got still you. been able to retain over all these years. I mean, it's not the most I, I mean, I think what it has going forward is that they, how unique like the whodunit scenario mm-hmm. is yeah. of it. That's the whole cachet of this. But it's like, dude, have you ever seen a little film called The Frighteners? Come on. Oh, my God. Don't bring that trash on my fucking <laughs> Sorry. podcast. I, I wanted to slip that in just to fuck with you a little bit. But All right. Yeah. John, that, you're in control of the Zoom call. Fucking mute this guy, please. <laughs> Muted. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so one job. I told you, you're never allowed to mention Frighteners on the show. God damn it. All right. Stop so, yeah, it. it's a vanilla, a vanilla fuck for me. All right. So, Doggy Style on a Sunday morning from G Baby. I think that's a Bruce Springsteen song, isn't it? Doggy Style <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And then you get the General Ortega dance. Oh, God. Oh, oh Lordy. Nice. All right. In Steve. the streets of Philadelphia. Steve, save us. I think Doggy Style on a Sunday morning opened for Bruce Springsteen. At the oh, maybe they oh did. I, yeah. Oh, we're um, back in 89. I saw that concert. It was badass. <laughs> Steve, do you think this movie fucks or sucks? Uh, it fucks, but I'm also kind of putting it in the category of, well, I guess I should give a little background. I saw it, I saw it when it first came out back in theaters also and i think i was i must have been like 15 or 16 so i was still pretty young and if you think i'm uh ignorant to movies now you should you should see how, how bad it was back then so i remember at the time <laughs> thinking like whoa cool movie because <laughs> i hadn't i hadn't really seen any like big twist movies other than i don't know usual suspects and or the sixth sense and so those movies were both so good to rewatch, even after knowing the twist. 
-hmm. rewatching this one, I felt a little lacking just leading up to it. I really like the beginning, like that kind of choppy reverse editing thing they do in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I really like the ending when it all starts to tie everything together. But in the middle, the middle just kind of seemed like like a Scooby-Doo episode where there wasn't much going on. It was like, this guy's going to get killed, and then that person's going to get killed. And, you know, that being said, I did like it, but, you know, it it doesn't have the same rewatchability for me with the knowledge of the twist that's coming as some of those other, those other ones do. And also the end when he's starting to wait, we haven't, uh, don't, don't oh, spoil yeah. anything. Spoiler we haven't warning. dropped the spoiler warning yet. But. One of my yeah. Favorite, yeah, it's hilarious. This part that comes towards the end. It makes me laugh. Okay. But, make but, sure uh, you remember to make sure you remember to make sure you remember yeah, to talk about that like in a, detail later. It's like yeah. a gentle sort of inexperienced, clumsy fuck. For me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Jacqueline, what do you think? That's extremely apt, Steve, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be honest with you that like my experience with this movie, I had never seen it before, uh, but my experience with it kind of shifted a little bit throughout the movie. I would say the first two thirds of it or so, I frankly thought it kind of sucked, like just kind of mildly sucked. Um, it felt kind of like just derivative and poorly acted. But then by the end, I was like, oh, you tricky little minx. I see what you were up to <laughs> all along. And um, some of it was a little predictable for me, but but there was some stuff that was a surprise. And I uh, I would say that by the end, it was like it was like a little bit of a surprise fuck. And I didn't even know who I was fucking. So. <laughs> So that I'll I'll just leave it at that. John, what about you? Yeah, if you would have asked me when I first saw this movie back in 2004, I guess, and when blockbusters were still around and I rented it, oh man, this movie was great. But it's hard when you do when you lean so much into into a twist of a movie, you can only see it once. Because like you said, I don't think the acting was spectacular. I thought the cast was banging, though. They were it, like they just had so many great act. I, I didn't even know Rebecca De Mornay was in this. I mean, it was like, yeah, I loved her. Um, John Cusack, you can never go, go wrong with Ray Liotta. I think overall the, the movie fucks, but it's like one of those ones where you don't have to go back to it anymore. It was a memorable experience, but... I don't have to go back to it. It's not the love of my life. Okay. It's like All a right. stepping stone. What? It's like a stepping stone. You had to. Yeah. You yeah. Time yeah. And you're moving on to the next. You don't one. bring it home to mom. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> one and done is good. All right. Hit it and quit yep. it. All right. Yep. Hit it and quit it. Got it. <laughs> I was very misogynistic, Jacqueline. <laughs> Hit it and quit it. I don't know if you've seen that, the family guy where. Peter's talking to Meg, and he's like, Meg, you're what they call a practice girl. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Meg. Poor Meg. Yeah. She was Meg. great in, Gwa in Black Swan, though. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah. All right. Well, John, I think it's yeah. time for the spoiler warning. You want to drop that for us? Yeah, we'll be talking about Identity from 2003 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, because there's a big twist at the end. Go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right, Hyderberg, I'm ready for a reach-around plot summary. All right. 
Y'all ready? Ready. I'm ready. I'm going to mute my mic so I don't laugh over you. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no jokes in this one, really. So. All right. One dark and stormy rainy night, a jury of men meet to seal a killer's plight. As 11 people converge on a motel site, a killer roams a deadly blight. This lodging has no vacancies. It's filled with several personalities who exchange certain banalities, all fall prey to the same tragedy. Victim of, victims of a doctor's tragedy, uh, strategy, sorry. A motel with killer hospitality attempts to reverse a guilty plea by, re- by reason of insanity. Each body left with a numbered key, a countdown for a killer's glee. One by one, a killing spree. They come to grip with the gravity of the situation now at hand, stranded in a vacant land. The final three must make a stand or succumb to Malik's treatment plan. As the rain picks up intensity, we come to grips with the story's complexity. A motel with all the amenities, a perfect place to kill off all your identities. Well done. Well done. Oh, shit. It's good. I I fumbled there for a moment. Hyderberg, I am absolutely blown away that you rhymed personalities and banalities yeah and then that was good and then i saw steve's cat's asshole in the zoom (laughs) (laughs) it's known for that too yeah i I just got lost in the black hole i was like (laughs) to go into the sunken place yeah (laughs) hydroberg solved the deadlights (laughs) oh god it that was a really good one, Hyderberg. Amazing, yeah, really amazing wordplay. Goodness gracious! Yeah, Damn. I do like. I like the poem. Also, speaking of poems, the poem that starts in on starts the uh, movie and then ends it. Also, it's a real poem from what I was looking up as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I liked it. It goes, uh, yeah. As I was going up the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. And Ed, our character, John Cusack's character, he mutters it to himself at one point as if it was a, a mm. poem that he's familiar with. Towards right? the end. Towards yeah, the yeah. end. When the you're starting act, to put the pieces does. together. Yeah. Then, oh, he's part He's part of this. Yeah. I have to say, so I, I saw Skidamarink in the theater yesterday. And then last night I watched this. And when I heard that little poem, it really freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I if I hadn't that. just seen Skidamarink, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But just I was in this weird headspace and... I was like, ah, man, who wasn't there? No, yeah, I not not to be a copycat, but I, I and I wasn't thinking specifically Skinnamarink, but like that kind of like uh, like because he mentions the stairs, and I just I when I when I heard that poem, I pictured you know like stairs going up, darkness, you know, just kind of like that moody, and I was thinking about that in the this in when I was taking the shower, like shower thoughts, like like tr- trying to parse out like he wasn't there. I saw he wasn't there again today. I wish he'd go away. It's it's fun to to noodle on this little Share with thoughts by Jim G Baby. That's the <laughs> new segment for the show, guys. <laughs> you gotta come back every week just for that. But yeah, yeah no, you're right, Jim. It's just yeah. it's it very um, there's an ominous uh tone to that poem, I feel like. And it kind of sets it kind of sets the mood for the film without giving it away too much of like sort of what's going on, you know. So how do you guys feel about the setup overall? Like we have these separate, you know, multiple stories that are going on and somehow, some way, all these different characters are converging on this one location. What were you, what were you thinking? Like, I kind of like the way it sets it up. Like you said, Steve earlier, like how it does like jump cuts to 
so and so with the flat tire, and then we get to see Amanda Pete's character Paris and why you know how that tire that tire got flattened, how the shoe got in the road, and they sort of all converge at some point at the at the motel, you know. I think I I think I know what the uh, the score is going to be. Yeah. If you're talking about Amanda Pete, like the setup of the characters, I, I, it was okay. I mean, you found out more later in the movie, but I mean, there was no real big setup that um, John C. McGinley's character was just a very, I don't know, like, it's like OCD or something. Yeah, because he was he like, he was like OCD, like, and he was like an insurance guy or something. Like he knew all yeah. these weird statistics about yeah. When he got the flat tire, and it's just like. like you know, okay, yeah. turn into the skid, yeah. turn very frazzled, pump, yeah. lightly pump your brakes. Okay, you will come to a nice stop. I actually yeah. like that though, because for for his, you know, that that actor, that's a different type of role for him. I kind of like seeing him in that role because it was something different. I was surprised by it when I first saw it, and this time too, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he's kind of subdued in this. He had a, a lot of times he plays an too. arrogant asshole, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he played it very meek for sure. Yeah. Which is weird. We get a glimpse to it, like Rivers file. Uh, we, we see Malik uh, like going over notes and uh, newspaper clippings. I wrote down in my notes. Steve will say this reminds him of seven. <laughs> no, but, uh, I got like for a minute. There were like a couple of those early 2000s, like sort of editing techniques of mm. like, hey, here's a guy looking at some stuff. Here's some. We're going to zoom <laughs> yeah. on newspaper clippings real quick. Stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's it reminded tons of me movies of... that have that set up in the beginning. It reminded me of Session 9 a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Which but I don't I think that happens at the call. beginning, but when the one guy goes downstairs and discovers all the like, yeah. sessions, you know, he kind of see all the files and stuff. But we I do got get a glimpse Fight at... Club, Fight Club vibes from it. Okay. We do yeah. get a glimpse of, like, we get a glimpse of Rivers file and just like a little bit of like what makes him tick. Like he's neglected as a child at this hotel. His mother was a prostitute. Of course they're in Florida. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's a Florida man. And I just thought, I also thought, I don't know. I thought the reveal of the characters early on was handled pretty well. I mean, there's my, one of my critiques is that some of the characters take the forefront and they're, pretty polished like you get ed you get ray Liotta's character paris but then there's a couple that just fall to the back and they're not as they're just kind of bit parts a little bit larry the uh kind of red shirts yeah larry the the clerk he's he's up there you know but uh, like clear duval's character is like there's not much to her or her boyfriend at all like we don't well, get she just really. i liked her character she was traumatized you know yeah, she know. did her best to all try she to did keep was her scream and cry the whole time yeah. i know but and she I, was traumatized and she, I'm fine. i feel like She's got a fucking ugly cry, I will say too. Yeah, yeah, like, she Jesus does. Like her face Christ. just makes this ugly face Poor when she woman. cries too. She's like, Argh. her it's husband all- or whatever too. That guy was—he just seemed like a cardboard cutout. Like he, yeah, he seemed, Californian seemed like sort of guy, fucking actor. So yeah, before so- we know the twist, they 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 had gotten married because she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She said well, she, she faked the pregnancy, and she's got her their own little twist, like that she's hiding that, and it seems like he's been fucking around on her too off yeah. to the side she's like i've seen you here at this place with her so well he's a yeah, shithead i mean like yeah. his wife's there distraught and he's fucking transfixed on paris yeah he's like looking at paris the whole time like yo your wife's right there bro she needs you i like the larry character i thought that was pretty interesting just because he's just like man i didn't do it and we find out that that 
he just came there. You know, he's a two bit con man or, or criminal yeah. and, you know, just c- shows up and this guy's already dead and it's chicken soup. But I, I like the character of Larry. That was uh, entertaining to me. I, I like too. too. I did. I did too, except for his like vehemently anti sex worker stance. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel like yeah, that's, that that's River's personality. That's Coming his through, animosity yeah, his... towards his mother, yeah. Yeah. who was a prostitute, right? So, like, that, I guess that's what that's supposed to represent. Like, some of these characters seem like they're they're clearly representing part of his psyche but then some mm-hmm. of them i'm like well what is the dead guy at the hotel like who is that supposed to be like right. uh ray liotta's character is supposed to maybe be i tried to break it down but i i kind of got lost in like the sauce of like who who's really what like ray liotta's kind of a killer but then we find out that the real killer is like his child self you know um mm-hmm. the little kid timmy well so if you consider that the character of of rivers is like kind of stunted like he you know he kind of created all these personalities at a very young age it's like the characters seem cardboard this is kind of just to further your point hydroberg i feel like all of the characters are like kind of a child's idea of what this type is like because his mind kind of like invented them and you know what is he like 10 11 years old like um at that time it's like, well, how much of life have you experienced at that point? It's like just kind of what you've seen on TV. And so your mind kind of cobbles together what it thinks a prostitute is True. like or what it thinks a cop is like or what it thinks a convict is like. And so if if the characters are cardboard, I almost kind of want to give the writers a little bit of a pass uh, because I wonder if I'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt, like maybe they're supposed to be that way. And if that's the case, then maybe I should forgive the actors a little bit. There are scenes that I was like, God, this acting is just horrible. But maybe it's just like the dialogue that's given to them and the characters mm-hmm. that are written for them, which may may have its own purpose. Like if if we assume that it's intentional. Was it Rebecca yeah. De Mornay's uh, acting? That, that oh, wasn't oh. good. She wasn't mm-hmm. good. And I love her. She's too. She's too I good. Too. For, she's too good for that you know more like rebecca de horne am i right <laughs> <laughs> oh behave yeah. um yeah like her character was annoying and then clea duvall her character was just, like yeah at first i chalked it up to her acting but i think it was like there was just nothing given to her right. yeah she was um, my main thing about about cardboard act, like cut out characters she was the main one that kind of struck me I and the really, dialogue really between enjoy- her and the husband was just yeah. bad yeah, yeah. Well, I really enjoyed what they did kind of at the beginning of the movie and show that that wound on the back of Ray Liotta. And you have no idea what that What's is. What's that doing there? I did yeah, like and that. Then he, you know, like he's hurt or got shot or something like that. Uh, he always seemed a little bit shady. But I mean, seeing it again, is it, like my problem with this is, you know, the twist now. But I mean, I love the way they set it up at the beginning of the movie where he has a hole in his back or or a hole, a bloody hole through the shirt of the cop or the, yeah, the the police officer's clothes that he stole. And that's yeah. what it was. And I, I thought that was brilliantly set up, but it was just, yeah. God, I know the twist now. Yeah, the first time it was pretty good. And that scene's intercut with other the other actors doing things like Paris is checking on her money. Um, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's hiding something. Um, Ed's taking sleeping pills and he takes Monday and Tuesday's pills at the same time. And then goes to sleep. So he's dealing with stuff. And I feel like those pills are probably supposed to represent like the sedation that Rivers is being put under mm-hmm. for transport, possibly. I mean, there's like there's definitely threads to pull that like tie into Rivers and what's going on with him, the rain, you know, the storm. But yeah, you're right, John. Like the first time it's pretty good. And like like you said, Steve, like your 15 year old brain was like, wow, this is fucking cool. 
But yeah. I know after repeat viewings, you definitely can start to see through uh, the story a little bit and you can poke a lot mm. of holes. Yeah, well, uh, since it was my first viewing, my 40-year-old brain was like, yawn. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is nothing new. You know? See, I like the mystery of it, though. Like, I like the setting and I like the... I kind of do like the Scooby-Doo of it all, but yeah, you're right. Like, there's almost like you're waiting for that moment where, like, the killer comes out of the room and then the other guys run into that room and then they <laughs> they realize they're going into the yeah. same room and then the other guy comes out of the other room, but he never went in that room. It was like that Scooby-Doo <laughs> moment in the hallway. Am, am I the only person who thought when when he's like, oh, you're a whore, you're, is she a hooker? I was like, she doesn't look like a hooker to me. Yeah, like, how do you know? At yeah. all. <laughs> Yeah, she just looks. She's like attractive, a but there well, was I nothing the, to like show that she was like a a sex worker. I got the impression that she'd been there before. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I guess I. Did I don't know why I thought that. But... Yeah, I think that's how I like forgave, not forgave, but like bought that he was calling her that. That seemed like there was maybe some. Uh, uh... Well, how long had he been working there? Yeah, that's the other what, thing. What, like made... a month. Yeah, he made it. He does. I don't think he says duration, but yeah, it kind of leaves it up to you. Like, has he been doing this for six months, or did the dude just die in the fr- and put him in the freezer last week? So. Yeah, they didn't specify. They just said, "Well, I or he said that he kept doing it. Or I just kept running out rooms. I just kept running I mean, out rooms." Yeah. It's sort of a mute point because at the end of the day, these aren't real people, right? Like, yeah, exactly. right. Exactly. If you ask yeah. them, like, where did you just come from? They probably all don't remember how they got here, right? They were just on this road in the rain. Yeah, and. That's kind of where it starts. So we don't really know exactly how what's going on with their past. But yeah, other they're than all, what, they're you all know, wrapped they, up in the moment in their plot. Yeah, that you know, they've the, been... the hooker is supposed to be his mom and the, and his, the, you know, the Larry's character hates it because of his hatred towards his mother. So it's all just supposed to represent that, I guess. So they're not I guess that does make sense why they're not as fleshed out because they're not real characters in a sense. Well, I think yeah. the real red shirt was Jake Busey's character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. He just kept trying to get away. <laughs> well, that was the moment where you realize something's not right, though, right? Like, everything right. seems like a murder mystery. People trapped in a hotel and a killer's on the loose. Then we get the when reveal of him running away for, oh, for like yeah, half yeah, a yeah, mile. Yeah, yeah. In one direction, he finds a building, breaks into that building, and next thing you know, he looks through the window, and he's back, and he's in the fucking restaurant of the hotel. Yeah, the and hotel. even he himself acknowledges it yeah he's like, Wait, what the fuck and then we realize like yo something's <laughs> fishy now like there's something supernatural or weird going on see when i first saw it i i remembered liking that and i remember the watching it now like it's probably been 15 plus years that i'd seen it and i had forgotten the twist and like like the last third of this movie but that scene it made me think i was like oh shit and i wish it would like a different film if they would have leaned in to like a, a more supernatural kind of purgatory kind of like along yeah. the lines of 1408 which i mean i think subconsciously it made me think of because of john cusack and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a it's a funky movie like that too but yeah um i thought that was really interesting and and i feel kind of like when they pull the rug and it's like oh that's just you're it's because you're in the sandbox we're playing in someone's mind and that's yeah. why it's you're stuck in like a time warp or like a loop you know where you go back to the beginning but yeah this part i was like oh fuck that's right there's this weird shit and it, i forgot it and i was like oh man are they stuck in some kind of like weird you know purgatory or like it's but it's kind of funny you mentioned 14 because that's the that's the next movie that to be fucking kicked up for me as soon as same here. me too yeah 
I was yes. like, oh shit. <laughs> it was like the same character. He was on a road trip. He was in a car. He was like, raining. Wasn't well, you know, he an yeah. author or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but no, got... you're right. And I do feel like that now that I'm watching it multiple times, I feel like the reveal comes a little early. Like it comes not at the very end. Yeah. Like, there's another reveal at the very end, but like we get the reveal of Ed being sucked into. Uh, yeah, and then he's got to go back in, and then you're I back in could, that. I could have done without that because it doesn't really service the plot at all. It's not like it gives Ed any extra knowledge, really, of anything. Like he doesn't well, do much after that. I think the I think the task it achieves is diverting the viewers and making us yeah. think that the problem is resolved. Yeah, and then and it's not. And so that Timmy. sets you up for the yeah. That sets you up for the real twist. Yeah, and it also drives home the fact that it's like okay. He has to like defragment and like you know layer and fold in all these personalities into one yeah. for it to like come to the conclusion that the doctor Alfred Molina wants it to like oh this is gonna what's this is what's going to exonerate him mm-hmm. is bringing it down to like a base level like mm-hmm. innocent personality. Yeah. I did yeah. like that. Well, he specifically says kill all the rest of the characters or right. all yeah. the. Make sure that the 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 dangerous sure. yeah. personality is dead. Um, but a problem is, and it's it's become a trope now, is that all these mystery movies do that. They give you like little nuggets, and then they have to do this like uh, this music montage of showing you exactly what really happened, yeah. i.e., mm-hmm. the usual suspects. This is exactly what happened. Fight Club, mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, it like flashes you back in scenes that you already saw, but from a different perspective. And you're correct. like, oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Steve, you had seen this film? before. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's that? Steve, you had seen this film already, right? When you were 15, you said? Had you seen it yes. after that? No, I haven't. So what did you think about some of those reveals at the end? Like, I know, I don't know. I had I had forgotten some of them. Like uh, when Ray Liotta goes to put on his shirt and you can see the hole in the blood. It's like, fuck, I don't remember what that was or why. I had forgotten that he was the other prisoner being transported. Yeah. So so that was cool. That excuse me. That's that's my cat in mouthy. <laughs> um but as far as the ultimate twist in the end, yeah, I, I remembered that for sure. And so uh, kind of along the way I was looking for little clues and I don't know, I didn't really see too many. It was funny because in the opening credits there was the Busey name. I was like, I don't remember there being a Busey in this, and I can't remember who it would be. And then when he comes in and he opens his mouth, like, Jesus, that's oh, yeah. For <laughs> that's <sure."> a Busey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. yeah. He's like fucking piano keys. <laughs> yeah, his death was brutal, too. Bow I feel like you don't throat. even need his character, either. Like, you that's what I was saying. Ray Liotta been an, a convict who killed the cop that was transporting him. You didn't need right. the two convicts. The, the, only, I, really. the only thing he had to do with was that time loop that G-Baby was talking about where, where it's just like, oh, hold on. It's a, th- this is like a purgatory. This is like a, a supernatural of, thing. I think the only point of that, and they don't really lean into it, is that like, I think we're led to believe that at first the convict that he has in the back of his car is the convict that's being yeah. escorted to correct the meeting you know yes. what i mean but they don't i thought really so pay off that right we we find out pretty early on that Busey isn't that guy 
right? Well, I isn't mean, it just to provide a red herring that yeah, all the other yeah. characters can be like, oh, he's yeah. a killer. Oh. But I mean, if, you, if you're going to play on the red herring, then play it out a little bit. You know, the long con. Don't just give us... I feel like they automatically just abandon this guy as the red herring pretty quickly. It's they chain him to a toilet. The that's long it. Con. <laughs> yeah. That should have been a exactly. telltale sign. Like, like as a cop, you have some sort of ethics. You know, that should have yeah. given you kind of a hint that that Ray Liotta's not on the up and up. Yeah, this guy's kind of a fucking hothead. <laughs> and it does John at the end when John Cusack's like, "Hey, let me go try the radio," and he's like, "Yeah, hey, yeah. I can, I can manage." That it's was like, pretty yeah. close to the beginning, and yeah, that that was should it? have been like, yeah, that was pretty close to the yeah, beginning. It was, huh. it was when he okay. first shows up, and some of the other characters have like this vibe as soon as he shows up, right? Like they sense him. It's weird, mm-hmm. which I guess is supposed to make it seem like, oh, he's the killer because he's the yeah. one who seems like the most, you yeah, know, like the biggest threat. That's I like I his interaction with Paris again. too. At yeah, the, when uh, he's snack a, machine when he's about to sexually assault her at the vending machine. Yeah, and she's, like, and she's, she's like, what's her name? She's like Paris. He's like, I've never been. And he's like, she's like, well, you're oh, not going God. tonight. <laughs> Damn. Boom. Bazinga. <laughs> See, when I was watching this too, I thought that I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Ray Liotta's the killer. And then I was like, uh, Jake Busey is the cop and they've just traded roles yeah, but and then he would have gagged he's, him. He's just waiting for his opportunity. Well, I, I that's what I thought this time too, actually. I allowed them that because I was thinking, okay, he's not gonna he's gonna play it cool and wait for a spot. He's not gonna blab out like I'm actually the cop and he's the killer. It's like who's gonna believe you at that yeah. point? You know, like so maybe he was just biding his time. And that's what I thought until the baseball dot bat down the throat because that scene too is like so <laughs> stark it's such a fucking hard left turn and i remembered it transported me back when i saw it the first time i was like oh shit like <laughs> this got real because before i was like this is kind of like a sci-fi or like a usa movie but when that happened i was like oh okay i like how i like this hard edge like this tone shift into like some some freaky shit, you know. There like, was some pretty decent gore in this movie, though. Like, throughout. oh yeah, and Rebecca De Mornay getting her fucking head lopped off, and oh yeah, and the child. Too. So it's like kind of odd that like a kid did that, right? Did yeah, she put it on wrinkle my... free? <laughs> huh? She gives good head. Right? <laughs> wrinkle free. <laughs> he was such some, a bitch. Need some dryer sheets in there. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that was like an anti-aging uh, commercial. Just stick yeah. your head in the dryer. You'll be all right. You too can look like this. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Let's not try it. Sticking their head in the dryer nowadays. Oh. Kids, that's, don't try that at home. That, that towards the end of this film, I was like, when they reveal the little fucker Timmy, and I was like, dude, that's some horseshit. It's like, yeah, he's gonna behead this okay. woman with a fucking Bowie knife. No, come but on. But again, so, they're not uh, real. Yeah. So this is where I had to, okay, that's true. To stop myself because, and I feel like this is becoming a theme where I'm advocating violence against women and like old women and children over and over and over again, because I had the same thought, like who the fuck wouldn't punt that kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's a psychological manifestation it's not real because right. yeah yeah that was my first thought like man i would fuck that kid up but it's not <laughs> it's not real yeah it's not a real kid <laughs> there is no child i mean the one thing i could say is like you're not anticipating a child coming at you trying to kill you so like they could yeah, catch you true. off guard but to to lob a head off and hide a body and put the head in the fucking it's all very 
I don't know. It's just very drawn out for a child. I, I really like the setup, the you know, the the, the twist of it, it became sunny or she got through through to the morning and just gave the sunshine and everything's beautiful and wonderful. And I love the back and forth of her driving and um what's the killer guy's name? Rivers. Rivers, where where they're singing the same song. I thought that was like spliced really well together, and he's just got this like this look on him. Yeah, and he's got yeah, like he's like he's happy, down. and then yeah, all of a sudden, think it's like oh, they folded all the personalities together, and you kind of they do it so fast at the end when she gets away that like you forget about Timmy yeah. being alive. No, stuff. you thought she blew up in the car, or he blew up in the car. Oh, right. that's right, because she went to the car with him, right? Right, yeah. that's right. But then he walks away. Like a badass with the explosion behind him, yeah, quintessential like movie badass, like GTA or something. Yeah, and he had killed his mom. Like he made his mom move back. Like, hey, I'm gonna uh-huh. move back. we're gonna play a game and like, yeah. <laughs> no, he killed her by like suffocating her. He, he pushed. Well, yeah, his, I know, but he tried to kill dad. her with the car too first. I yeah. feel like. Oh, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you think that he, was intentional? He moves forward. Yeah, oh, that's right. He puts his hand on the window. And he moves yeah. back. He could see that the, there's a car coming. Yeah. And oh, she shit. moves back. Oh, shit. That's I think yeah, that evil. was intentional. But yeah. yeah, they make a point to like show that in the, the, the quick cut flash yeah. montage. Which and I like how too... the dad dies. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gets fucking sandwiched. And I like the trick of like the keys being on everyone like it's yeah. a cool kind of th- uh, i don't know it's like a it's a cool plot device um but yeah I, I do feel like the more we're talking about it the more it starts falling apart after several viewings though where you're like well i don't know like what is the point I, of the I, keys really i did like the keys when for, when amanda pete at the end is digging yeah and she finds, and she finds that key because i i forgot about that and it took me back to the first time i watched it because you think yeah okay they're, this is how they're going in this direction. They're they're wrapping it up like you know. And Cusack sun- says, "Like I saw you on an, in an orchard." Yeah, like, they make it seem like okay, we're gonna have a happy ending in this one. Yeah. So that one definitely caught me by surprise. Yeah, the key the keys are okay, but I, I mean it is a plot device of just telling you somebody's gonna get murdered next. You know, one through ten, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah a lot, about the dad. They don't even move the guy. He's yeah, just, he's just well, they do just to get to the, the key. They yeah. just leave, so they leave yeah. him there. Yeah, well, then everybody finally, hey, let's back this up, and the guy just uh, <laughs> then they all start disappearing after a while. Yeah, the bodies disappear. Yeah, I, back yeah, to that's... the bat though. Like the bat, that's a cool image, but like it's cartoony looking. Like you can't get a fucking bat down somebody's no. throat like that without. Wasn't like... the bat just sitting right there? I don't know. The well, the, the practical Larry had it. Larry was threatening with it, so you're led to believe that Larry did it. So yeah, that's, you one say their, that's one of their like red herrings too is they're trying to like you know throw you off like point at ray leota maybe it's this person then they try to th- throw you on to uh larry the hotel manager guy for a little bit yeah and he's like protesting like no and then he gives his whole goonies i do like that scene with you the... where he's like what you got in the fridge yeah <laughs> <laughs> what's in the fridge it's just like <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> I've got a couple yeah. of good secrets of my own. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this film deals with uh, disassociative identity disorder in a in a good manner, or is it just a plot device? Like, I, I feel like this is two thousand and three, so 
I know I feel like we were mostly calling this kind of disorder split personality a lot back then, but I know that's not necessarily the proper terminology. Yeah, no, it's DID. yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Um so I just wonder like I wonder how people that deal with this sort of, you know, either patients with this or people that have this have kind of view this film, whether they think it's harsh or, you know, do they take offense to it? Like, you know, the bad guys, you know, he's got an issue and they they turn him, you know, they turn him into bad guys. So like, I don't know. It's like a lot of movies kind of have that mental illness issue where the bad guy's bad because he's yeah. mentally ill. But I mean, it's an easy trope. I feel like this film, I don't know, like it. I've never seen the idea of like folding in personalities on one another. So I kind of like the setting of that. I like the reveal. There's moments where they drop the ball. But overall, I do like like the rainy motel setting. I like all these different characters. They're very distinct. Some of them more fleshed out than others, though. And I kind of like the whole like they're one by one being taken out. Um, I think it's a cool premise. Like I, I could see it being a really good script that maybe could have used a couple more passes to become like a classic. True. I I, I want to go back to something you said about the uh, about the dealing with this dealing with this personality disorder. Yeah. I thought the doctor. I thought Alfred Molina was like the best character for that because he was very sensitive. He was very sympathetic to Rivers and and trying to convince the judge, like, listen, he doesn't need to die. This is not his fault. He's suffered through a lot. And I thought the doctor did a fantastic job. So, yeah, I did, too. Did you guys see who did you guys notice who the the judge was? It's Donnie Darko's dad. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I loved his like the the pops. He was was, mad. Like spittle was was coming out of his mouth. I was like, fucking good acting, bro. He's I like, feel like I'm watching allegory. Drag me out of my fucking house right now. Like <laughs> yeah. this is a case that I've already ruled on over time. Took all this time to fucking come to that ruling. And now you're trying to reverse it. Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He was not having it. No. Nah. Steve, did you recognize him from, I don't know if you recognize him as the dad from Donnie Darko. But oh yeah. He yeah. was, he was also the pops in uh, that thing you do. Oh yeah. Which is probably mm. his claim to fame. I love him in that movie. He's so good. A good dad. The lights, guy. The lights. <laughs> well, Hydroburger. Hydroburger. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question about how, um, you know, people in like the clinical community or people with um, dissociative identity disorder might view this film. I have absolutely no insight on that. Um, yeah. I, so I can't. I'm not going to speculate because I, I really don't know. But I do agree that at least having that character played by Alfred Molina there, like, is. Um, you know, he's a compassionate character. He's trying to defend this character. So, but I don't know. I I I would guess that maybe people might not feel super happy that it's like a I mean, killer, it, you know, yeah, a murderer. Like most guy. people with that disorder are probably not going to be murderers. So, I don't know I mean, how. What I do like I is how people feel about some that. of the personalities he has are very nice, gentle, like nice people. Like it's just the one that happens to be like the killer and it's all because of yeah. his trauma but i mean i don't know how realistic that really is I well there's so. a couple of other scumbags in there there are they're scumbags um definitely like ray liotta mm-hmm. he plays such a good scumbag by the way yeah it does he yeah. sure does he sure does He's... so i oh. gotta say like i felt kind of um during the moment where you kind of you real when you first realize that john cusack's character is just one of the identities in River's mind. And he kind of like fades from the motel scene into the legal meeting setting, mm-hmm. uh, the hearing, or is it, yeah. was it a hearing? Yeah, something Midnight like that. hearing. 
I gotta tell you, in that moment, I was kind of pissed because I felt like the movie was cheating because we've seen this other actor playing Rivers sitting in this room with all these people talking about this thing. And now we're seeing John Cusack sitting in this room with other characters looking at him. And it's like, we're supposed, it, it felt like it was cheating. Like it it was kind of pulling a gotcha, you know, I, like something I, that we could not have foreseen. John, I disagree only because, uh, it, and I can understand why you felt that way, but they did explain it away at the beginning saying that he, he had to go on a medical leave from the police force because he was blacking out, like yeah. just didn't know where he was. They when he did make that appearance as Rivers, he's like, Doc, did I black out again? Yeah, like he kind of knows out. what's going yeah. on already. And when he I looked at himself that. in the mirror. I get that, but it's like for me, the problem is in having John Cusack, the actor, sitting in that room talking with those people, as opposed to having the actor, the previous actor who plays Rivers, sit there kind of playing one character and then like maybe you see him transform and he becomes yeah. this other character. He's like, what's happening? Where am I? Ugh. I feel like it's cheating because it's asking us as the audience to accept that these people, that John Cusack is sitting in that room and that right. these people can see him with their eyeballs, but mm -hmm. it's a different actor from who we've been seeing. There is um, like a moment where they show Rivers giving the same dialogue, but then they cut back to John Cusack. Like it's like it's shaking. Yeah. Back. It's not enough. So, yeah. Like you're saying. So to me, that doesn't work. I feel like it's it's um, not really fair on the part of the filmmaker. But I will say, I like the idea so much. Because again, this was my first watch. I, I didn't read anything about it. I literally had no idea what this movie was about. Mm -hmm. um, but shortly thereafter, you know, while I was busy being mad about Cusack sitting there. Um, I, I love the idea so much of... The doctor's treatment this like innovative treatment being for the patient himself to like whittle down the personalities within him I, I love that wording like fold them up mm -hmm. so that you're like gradually getting it down to like one single personality basically or one identity his very um, own identity right well and i love the conversation that the doctor has with him you know just explaining that you your personality just came out this is what happened this person killed people. He's going to die unless something happens, you know, and it, it, I thought the conversation was great. But, yeah, I understand. I why agree they, with you, John. Yeah. That and so my, my point. Yeah. So go ahead. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, so that that furthering of the plot and that reveal of what's really going on here and what the treatment plan is here. Mm -hmm. um that undid a lot of my grumpiness about yeah. about the way they kind of played that to begin with. So I, I have to give it props for that because I was like, oh, so this is for me. That's when the movie started to fuck. Okay. Heidelberg, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I just it kind of begs the question on like, what was the aim with the treatment, though? Like you I don't know. It's like an interesting thought of of making these personalities like have a confrontation um, it's kind of odd, though, that like through violence is the way that you're going to make, you know, a killer redeem himself, like kind of not be a killer anymore. And then we yeah. like, what was his real personality? It, it was a woman who wants to be 
wants to own an orchard or like it was a little kid oranges. the whole time right like that's his real self or well are, were they trying to get him to like come down to his real self or just his most pleasant self like the safest the safest self yeah i guess the safest self makes sense huh? one thing i was just thinking was if you have 10 personalities and you're you're gonna go down this road of like okay we need to kill nine of them I mean, doesn't it stand to reason that the one that's going to survive is going to be the killer the personality killer, yeah. inside of you? <laughs> yeah, like you can't guarantee that the right personality is going to triumph. Yeah. Exactly. It's a not like a situation how does, where... How does Alfred Molina know who he's talking to? Yeah, exactly. He, he right. could be, be being manipulated in that yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he's so, not well, there. That, yeah. that, that uh, leads us to my favorite part of the movie, which made me laugh out loud, where everything seems to be going okay. She's in the orange grove or whatever. And they're driving down the prisoner transport van. And he starts like mumbling to himself, like, please don't, or what are you doing? And he's like, what's going on? Let me open this cage. Open the protective glass, please. It's like, hang on. I can't hear you very well. Let me open this cage. Yeah. What? A good point. I'm dead now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. The treatment would be You're better dying. if Alfred Molina could get in there and like play the characters like a video game that he had some like control. Yeah. I was just going to say there was like some piece brain. of fancy tech. Like there was a little sci fi bend to this where like he was able to jack in and assume one of the personalities or get like in a there. possessor. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be that would be actually pretty interesting if he could like, let's say Cusack's character was him and he yeah, was yeah. able to get in there and kind of steer things this way or solve this mystery this crime um as an authority hypnotize him or something yeah. yeah but really all the doctor's doing is just like get in there and you know make sure that you kill the killer yeah, kill like, everybody that's, like that's like a lot of trust to put in the on the patient like and a lot of like burden to be like it okay is. yeah <laughs> it's and an interesting actually, idea i feel like he's it's talking to the killer out. and he's like okay you got it doc you know <laughs> yeah yeah. One one thing I really I I did like John Cusack flashing in in that scene, if only because there's a couple scenes. One is which the way he's when <laughs> Alfred Molina breaks it down to him, like the dun dun dun. He's like, "You are one of those fucking personalities," and he looks at him and he's all, "What?" Like the way he <laughs> delivers that line is so awesome. <laughs> but then when he looks at that little compact mirror, he's like, "What the fuck did you do with my face?" That part made me laugh. Yeah, that's my. And he looked at his reflection in the window. That was yeah. And then he saw it there. He's like, "Ha! Ah, what the fuck?" Like, because I mean, that kind of struck me. Because if you were in that position, it's like that would be horrifying. So I liked mm-hmm. it for those reasons. But yeah, and I think too, going back to Hydraberg's question about like how would like this community, the mental health community, feel about this? I I read one snippet that I guess they mentioned the DSM three mm-hmm. or four or something, and someone went up on imdb and was like actually you know like they completely like blew the classification and this and that so going out on a limb i would say this is probably i mean even besides that this is probably you know not looked at in a positive light with all the the murder and who done it and intrigue surrounding it kind of frames it uh in a negative light but um I will say, have you, have any of you guys ever seen uh, the United States of Terror with uh, 
fuck why am i blanking on her name gal from uh hereditary the main gal uh tony collette tony collette dude she's in united states of Terra, who is like this woman who she has like six or seven personalities and she has did it was like a showtime show our mutual friend joe mace steve this yeah. is one of his weirdly one of his favorite fucking shows <laughs> but i've i watched a couple episodes and i feel like it it that's like a much more accurate and like uh uh honest portrayal of of that kind of affliction so well, like recent, we never right? get to see what's that john that that was more recent right that that show yeah, it wasn't, it was, yeah. It was maybe like, like 10 years ago or something? Yeah. Maybe like 2011, Was it Showtime? Ish. Yeah, it was a Showtime well, show. To me, there's, there, there's been a lot more research and a lot more that well, has yeah, come up about too. mental health. So I, and I feel like we also never get to see Rivers in his element, like with this affliction. Like he's like, like going in and out. Yeah, we never actually get to see what it would be like to a normal day in this. Like we, we're seeing just the convergence of everybody being forced to to confront with one another, which they never have had to. So, well, he could be heavily heavily medicated. That's why he's not. Yeah, he is sedated. I mean, on the way there and everything. And I, I do like how like the rain at the hearing is like affecting, you know, making it a rainy flooded fucking like mess at the hotel. I I love the setting, but yeah, there's definitely some issues with the plot overall, um, especially now that we're talking about them. Oh, one thing I one thing I wanted to complain about is the you guys know I hate this. Um when the explanation or a possible explanation is like the ancient Indian burial ground. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like fucking hate that. But they don't go very Scooby Doo or that's the thing is they like Ray Liotta's literally like, Oh, it's the fucking ghosts. You really think it's the ghosts? Like (laughs) we're on Skinwalker Ranch, actually. Yeah. It just like it. First of all, it doesn't need to be brought up to begin with. But then when they do bring it up, they don't even take it anywhere. Like nope. at least I kind of like it better that it's a swerve, though. It's like it's they're not really giving it a, it, you know, its full attention because they're like, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not that. Like this it chick was, thinks it was, it's that. Yeah, it was probably just like we just got to throw Clea Duvall a bone here. Yeah, or we need to add three minutes of dialogues <laughs> sparsed throughout and True. somebody's looking at I how that key or... got into what's his name's pocket without anybody moving the truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I didn't like the key thing personally. At first when when they pulled the first one and he was like, Was she in room ten? He's like, No, I am. I was like, oh shit, maybe But he wasn't like, the next victim. Yeah. I thought yeah. maybe there was like a weird like, oh shit, he was in her room or he was in her room and then it when it and then Did there was like the number that was like reversed, like they thought they were in room six, but it was yeah. Nine, and then it actually whatever. flipped down. It was nine. Yeah. So like, what if like the wrong person had died in that room because they had like yeah, they didn't they play on the keys it. enough. Really, yeah. the keys didn't really do anything. Was, I guess oh. it was supposed to just be a countdown. Just a countdown. That's all it was. Yeah. 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 It would have been well, more interesting t- if it was the next victim that had the, like the next time. You like, know? Yeah, actually that would have been more interesting. And then everybody started getting nervous. Like, well, I got room eight. I'm next. I'm next. Yeah, yeah. That would have been better. But like when they got to, you know, when they when they did 10, I thought, oh, maybe there's an interesting thing going on here. When they got to nine, I was like, oh, it's a countdown. And I also said, oh, so this is like and then there were none. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know that book and that old movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and but so and so that was I was annoyed by that. But then it took me a while to realize that they were doing that on purpose. And there's even like a reference to that 
later yeah, on they're, they're like, oh, they're... it's just like that movie where everybody's yeah. on an island and yeah. I, I I read a, a little bit of background and they they're paying homage to that Agatha Christie yeah. book okay. then a movie and then but yeah at least it's on purpose as long as it's on purpose then I'm like oh that's cool but yeah. if they yeah. were just ripping it I thought I, at first I thought oh this is just a rip off little did I know yeah <laughs> so all right well I think it's about time to wrap this up and give our reviews you guys ready ready yeah. one thing I want to add I I would have loved just a quick scene of like. Rivers showing up to the nearest motel after killing the guard and been like, I need a room. Mm, and then hand them the key. That would and then, like cool. the movie ends there. Mm. $30 and your ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like Skinamax, sir? <laughs> anyway, yeah, Rebecca so De reviews. Mornay on it? Of course. Mm, Rebecca De Hornay. Give me your I used to have such a boner for her back in the day. Do you know I just saw Risky Business for the first oh time last year? So gorgeous in that movie. I didn't even recognize her at first. She looked like uh, a baby. She was so young. She looked 15. Well, she's No, not. she wasn't, but she looked so young. Anyway. Sorry, little side like, she's on so Rebecca. Hot, and then Jacqueline's like, she was like 15. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't say she was 15. <laughs> yeah. No but comment. She did another movie she's no in comment. called And God Created Woman. Mm. I always remember her from uh, Hand, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And The Shining, the TV yeah. movie of The Shining. I mm-hmm. wish she was in this longer act, actually. Like, not as that, like, shitty character she was, but yeah, I like her as an actress. Like you Me said, like, that, that character just didn't really do anything for her. Like, she, it was, it was a, probably just a check. She deserved more. She checked out really early. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Um, sh- Anyway, Jacqueline, real uh, quick, you just mentioned you watched Risky Business for the first time. Yeah. Did you also feel the obligatory need to put on tube socks and a button up mm. shirt and try the slide across <laughs> the room? I do that all the time anyway. So I'm uh, Bob Seeger, baby. Just think those old records <laughs> up the shelf. Gee, baby, I always have sex on a train, also. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, Tom Cruise looked like a baby too. He's so he young. Did. Yeah, he's. That was his prime time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely all one the, of his breakout roles. Mm-hmm. All the right moves. Anyway, well, Hydroberg. Scientology. Yeah, I miss pre Scientology, Tom. He was just a young dyslexic at that moment. Was he dyslexic? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's dyslexic. I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember learning about it a long time ago. Mm. And he battled it, he learned how to overcome it. Oh, did like the the Church of Scientology help yeah, him get through it, and now he was like indebted yep. to them forever with a blood mm-hmm. oath. What are no. those fucking things? He, what, Steve? You probably know he had thetans or something. Yeah, yeah. He he elevated yeah. his thetan level past dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. Give it. Give it to Top Gun too. So, <laughs> Maverick, the best movie of 2022. Am I right, Steve? I fucking love that movie. Nah, <laughs> it was pretty good. I saw it in the theaters. I, I will say it was pretty good. That's the thing. Like, I think Tom Cruise is a wacko, but I like him in everything I ever see him I in. do, too. Yeah. Like, that new Mission Impossible, I know it's probably going to be insane, but I I just kind of want to see... I want to see Tom Cruise running for five minutes. Like, <laughs> make him money. <laughs> There's Tom nobody Cruise runs running. like Tom Cruise, bro. <laughs> so we're reviewing, huh? <laughs> we got re- We got to review Risky Business next. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What are we talking about? Where are we? Uh, yeah, we're talking about identity from two thousand. Okay, <laughs> You want to give us your review of identity? Let's do it. I'm gonna do it in a different personality, real quick. Okay, just go ahead and switch, real quick. All right, I'm gonna do it as Nick. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, some pros. Uh, I really like the cinematography and I thought the color palette and the lighting. There's a, like really cool lighting in this film. There's a lot of neon like there, there's some really like there's some dark alleyways like back back alleyways to the hotel. And then like there's like neon that hits certain walls. And I just really dig that whole look. I, I like the set dressing. I love I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for a single location film and I do like this location. Like, I think it looks great. I love the whole rain motif of like we can't get out because it's fuck everything's flooded. And it makes me wonder if like everything's flooded and it's almost like a river, like his name is River. I, I don't know. I I could. I'm probably just pulling. That's plausible, I, man. Yeah, maybe. Um, You know, a river runs through it. This is not. But uh, <laughs> I did think I just I feel it sets a, a great mood. Uh, So I, I like that. I really love the hotel, uh, the ambiance. Everything's great. Um. I do like the acting in this film. I do think that some of them plays it up a little bit. Like Ray Liotta's like definitely like a villain, um, but he's meant to be. And like the more we're talking about them being a, a, a fragmented personality made by a child at some point makes sense that maybe that's why they're a little underdeveloped, you know, and that that's maybe it's not just bad acting. It's like they're, they're acting to the, the character that they were given. Um, there's not much, behind that character though so like they're kind of just you know cardboard they're just surface level um and then some of the some of the actors are more up there like john cusack and ray liotta um amanda pete too i love amanda pete um i thought they all just played their their parts pretty well i really like the twist also um although it's fumbled a little bit i do think it comes a little early uh and i do like the structure of the story for the most part it jumps around a lot, like in the beginning, and I kind of like that as far as setting up like how they've all come into contact with one another uh, and, you know, um, converged on this ho- this motel for the night. Um, I feel like it never gets like too silly, but yes, it does. Like like you mentioned, Steve, it gets a little Scooby-Doo-ish at some point. Um, I thought the pacing and the length are pretty good. It's only about an hour and a half, so it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is good. If it was longer, it would really be like, oh, my God, come on already. So for that, I, I do like uh, I, I like the mystery that it sets up and I do. It resolves the story in a decent amount of time. Um, the cons, though, like there's some there's some decent music, but there's a couple music choices that just fucking take me out of it. There's a couple like weird music cues where like Cusack's like looking around and there's like this like 70s sort of weird vibe music. I don't know. It's I couldn't explain it, but it's just I just remember it when it came on. I was like, this is not the right music for this scene right now. It's not this is like a tense scene and you're like playing this weird music. It's taking me out of it. The reveal of the twist, I feel like it comes a little early. Um, and I get like it miss it's it, it feels misplaced. I know there's another twist at the end, right? So they kind of swerve us twice, and that can be like a detriment too. Um, I don't know, like having Ed go into River's body too at the hearing. He just like, I don't think that was the right choice. Um, like you said, Jacqueline, it just seems like after that twist, the reveal of the rest of the film falls a little flat. Like, not terribly, but like I do. I don't know. Like I like the ending at the orchard and I like the ending in the van. Although Steve, you're right. Like opening that fucking door up is stupid. Who does that? That's dumb. You could talk through that fucking that window. Like you could talk through it. You don't need to. That was a great line too. He goes, I can't hear what you're saying through this 
Yeah. Thing that has a lot of holes this in it. This glass that's meant to be heard through. Like this metal. It's weird because I can hear mesh. the bank teller all the time and I don't need to fucking pull that aside. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> definitely, like, I don't know. Now that we're tearing it apart, like, definitely there's some things that don't make sense. Um, and I. I do feel like overall, like it does handle um, disassociative identity disorder decently. I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a clinical expert, so I don't want to touch on that too much. Um, but I mean, it, it's an interesting um, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it is a little bit. I just I think it's an interesting plot point to have a character that has these different personalities and needs to fold them. I've never seen that before. I think it it was. It was handled fairly well, but could have been definitely handled better. And I feel like this film would have definitely been up a couple more points if it had nailed that reveal and that um, nailed those extra characters a little bit better. Um, like I said, some of the characters, they're just, they're just not fleshed out. Some of them fall to the wayside very quickly. Um, you're trying to figure out which parts are River Psyche and which parts they represent. But I feel like that's difficult also because like some of them, I can't tell which if that's supposed to be part of his, his psyche. I could tell some of them are definitely supposed to be like part of his trauma or like maybe, you know, like the cop is supposed to be like, you know, the hero character that his, him as a child wants to be like, cause he idolizes, you know, authority or police maybe. But overall, I, we don't get enough with rivers to really see what makes him tick either. So I feel like, those characters just they just don't feel as fleshed out as they could. So there's definitely some faults with the plot. Um, I'm definitely I'm going to bump this down a score. I had it higher before the conversation. Definitely just based off of, I think, nostalgia of like that first viewing was great. Like you said, Steve, the first viewing of you seeing it like it's just a fun mystery film. I love the setting. But um, with all that said, I'm going to give 2003's Identity, I'm going to give it 6.5 out of 10 room keys. <laughs> I thought it. you were going to make it birthday cakes on a chest. Oh, God. No, I, did, nice. I do like, don't get me wrong. I would love to be in that position. But I thought that's how him. you were going to score it. She robbed the guy. She didn't eat the birthday cake or anything. <laughs> so I gross. thought you thought I was going to go high heels in a flat, a flat tire or something like that. No. <laughs> No, I think room keys, keys is. I think room keys is good. Yeah, yeah that's the huge motif of this film. It's room I keys. Dig it. All right, Steve, would you like to go next? Sure, um, Nick. I think you were a little hard on yourself. I think you can. I think you can pick anything apart. In hindsight, um, it's not a. It's not a bad movie, but yeah, like you said, it, it definitely loses a lot of its luster on the second one on the mm. second watch um i'd go a, I'd go a little higher and i'll go six and three quarters <laughs> i think oh. that's our first three quarters damn Sorry. he just price the price is right he just bob barkered me right there <laughs> All right. I was so actually, yeah, I was hovering around like a seven or seven point five, but then I'm thinking, well, as we're talking, I'm like, that seems a little too high. No, yeah. I mean, because a seven is a C, you know. Yeah, seven is where I was hovering around, but I don't know. Right. There are some, I don't know. First time me says this is above a seven, but yeah, review, you know, cut above me, you know, well, different personality. And I, and I will say, like, I'm also not a mental health expert in any way, but back in back in the early two thousands. They would call this type of shit 
schizophrenia like oh he's just a schizophrenic like no yeah. that's not some crazy schizo yeah. Yeah. yeah so even just calling it uh pid or whatever like wow yeah good for them but yeah i'm sure i'm sure mental health professionals would have a problem with it yeah <laughs> all right so 6.5 from Hyderberg, 6.75 from Steve. G-Baby, what do you think? Um, I guess following that, I don't want to come across as too harsh, but I'm going to give this five room keys out of 10 because I was thinking about it. I was like, I mean, this is kind of subjective to, especially when you get into like rating systems, but I was thinking if I were rating this out of five, I give it a two and a half. So I'm trying to kind of yeah make that equivalency there. But I, I, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like five is is a little too harsh though. Like it sounds like a, you know you hear a fifty percent, but um I I agree with most everything all you guys said. And I think the key that you know probably resonates with all of us is and well, I know this is your your one and only viewing, Jacqueline, but this is definitely I agree. Like you watch it one time, or I mean you can watch it as many times as you want, but that first time is gonna be the best iteration for you watching this. Um, because I remember watching this the second time and I was like, Yeah, I I enjoyed it the first time a little bit better. Um, but it's just one of those movies, and that's fine. Not every movie has to be has to have rewatchability. I think if it hits you one time and it's that kind of kind of swervy mystery kind of movie then it, it served its purpose or it did its job, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I want to give it a little bit of a higher grade. But I don't know. That's just how this one hits me. I'm going going five out of ten. You heard it. 5.5, guys, you're, out of G, baby. No, you're I'm, a man of principle. You, <laughs> your initial thought was 2.5 out of five. Yeah. So if you made that, you know, equivalent, yeah. it's five out of ten. So I think that's that's a, Yeah, it's a half score. It makes sense. But it that it's it seems weird to me though because I would think like a five out of ten I wouldn't recommend that to anyone really but I would re- to someone who has never seen Identity yeah I'd be like check it that's out that's actually it's, what it's we call cool flaccid fuck here uh, cut above that's no that's a frigid fuck no I didn't see, I, don't, I, I didn't know frigid that just says something that a woman does is a frigid like they, they go no 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 so out. I think the first time I gave something a five, I said it doesn't fuck and it doesn't suck. So if you're okay. not fucking or sucking, you're frigid. So a right? flaccid is under five because I always no, thought no flaccid five is like flaccid. just barely over five, Cause like five. Okay, cause, yeah, because you can't quite get there. You're like, eh. it's like it's trying to get there. Yeah, it's like anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Weird semantics. Anyway, a lot of dick but, euphemisms. It's okay, like that's what we're call back to Springsteen Tenth Avenue freeze out. that's what we're all about here uh john yes (laughs) what do you think about identity doggy style on a sunday morning (laughs) (laughs) sorry john there we go um here we go um uh like gbb said uh, the the first time watch was fantastic for me I, i had a really really good time with it uh, there were a lot of movies or quite a few movies coming out around that time where it's just how how twisty can we get with the end of the movie? How twisty mm-hmm. can we get? And we, we had a discussion uh, about Smile a couple weeks ago talking about the overuse of drone shots and upside down flippy camera things. You know, this has obviously become a trope, you know, it's like there's a twist. You know, yeah, we had two twists in here. So, um, yeah. 
it was fine. I mean, I would recommend this wholeheartedly to anybody that's never seen it. I would say going blind watching this movie, you're going to have a good time with it. There's enough gore to where it's like going to keep the the horror fans happy, and then there's enough mystery that'll keep the suspense fans happy. You know, there's that that nice mix. Um, there was a weird thing that John Cusack did. He was the only one. I mean, maybe it was just more of a, a plot point of that he was an actual cop or or thought he was an actual cop. He grabbed two of those disposable cameras. And started taking pictures, but nothing came of it. It was like when that that uh, young husband died, he got stabbed. He was taking pictures, having a discussion with Paris. I didn't know if I liked that scene or I hated that scene because it was just, nothing yeah. came of it. But it all, but it's <laughs> it's like you did it one time, and you're trying to be the cop here. You're trying to work with Ray Liotta, who you think is a cop. You know, you're not working together here, so uh, that that was a problem for me. Dude, um, I don't want to jump it, jump on your uh, your uh, oh, review, but dude, that it struck me too. I was like, why the fuck is he taking pictures right now? It like, seemed like filler. Yeah, yeah, to show but, that he's like thorough, like he's he. Look at him; he he was a cop. Well, no, 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 I, and that's what I was getting to. Is that I think it yeah. was just to give his backstory or what he thought his backstory yeah. was okay, of right. you know why he took medical leave. So yeah, that that was a filler scene. Absolutely, he was well, telling. I, I thought it would be cool if at the end when they're unveiling and you know you they go back to each scene and the the people are gone. It would have been cool. They're if not in the photo. Out. Yeah, but it's like you know th- th- that was a missed opportunity to me. Like yeah, you look at the photos and there's no crime scene. Yeah. That would have been cool too to ins- to co- to bring that back. Anyway, sorry, really no. cool, creepy no, too. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. wait, he's not here, but I have a photo of the. Yeah, and then you look, and then we'll look, look at the photo, him, like... and then the photo is also showing nobody there. Yeah. Or if the woman, or if the woman who jumped off and killed herself had some sort of relevance, like oh, maybe that was his, whatever, you know, because yeah. it, it seemed like there was a lot of attention played to that. Yeah, just given his his little back story of like why he was having issues being a cop you know of not being mm-hmm. able to help that girl um but yeah. other than that i mean the acting was fine i did like the relationship between rivers and and the doctor you know that that him having that understanding and being able to say listen this is not a dangerous man he just had you know was dealt a terrible hand in his life and and was abused and this is the reason why he is and we can help him with that um that was great the twist is good that the, you know the reveal of timmy being being the actual killer which was great so i would say yes if you've never seen this movie before go watch it you'll have a great time with it but it's missing that one thing that there are one or two things where it's just like if this happened you could go back and and you could Rewatch it and oh, I, I can't believe I missed that. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just yeah. like a bunch of other classic movies that you can watch yeah. over and over and over again. But this doesn't have it. It's like just tucking the clues episode. in along the way. I mean, yeah. kind of like little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. even one of those films senses. you want to watch your friend's reaction to, so you tell him to watch it, and then you sit there and watch like his yeah. face. And, and it's like the Sixth Sense is a perfect example of that of of being able to go watch that movie multiple times and just get enjoyment out of every time i mean you know what's coming up yeah but holds, you know not up. not with this movie but i i would say that i i feel favorably about this movie uh so i'm gonna give it a 6.5 out of 10 uh is it hotel keys routine yeah. it's, it's fine yeah 
Room keys. Room keys. Hotel room keys. keys. Okay, six point five out of ten. Room this keys. This is this is a hotel. This is a motel. Hotel. Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Hotel. If your girl starts <laughs> acting up, then I'll take her friend. <laughs> nice. The musical stylings of Hyderabad. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Uh, so this boy. Uh, um. I feel like there is like a good nugget of a story here. And there's like, like I said, you know, like I've said all along, I feel like this movie doesn't get good for me until the final act. And I re like, as I said before, I really, really like this concept of the doctor trying to find a, a, a treatment, an effective treatment for this disorder that he's suffering from. And he's trying to save his life. So the stakes are high. And so I like that, that you have high stakes that you really can't like, it really matters whether the doctor is like successful in helping him to get these personalities under control. Um, so I like that concept once we find it out. Um, leading up to that point, though, I frankly, I find the story like a little bit boring, because it's it's like a lot of whodunits that, you know, you've seen out there and it's like, oh, I can recognize the red herring and the this and the that. And um, Heidelberg, I, I do like the setting, too. It, the, I, I like a motel setting. It reminds me of Psycho yeah. a little bit. It reminds me uh -huh. of Vacancy a little bit, which I like. Mm. Um, the the constant rain got, like, kind of grated on me after a while. Though. I was like, this is too much rain. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sorry. They just needed some Annie Lennox to come in. Here comes the rain again. Millie Vanilli, man. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That song fucks so hard. Uh, no, the other one, too. I was thinking of the, what is that other one? The Against My Window. That's I Tina Turner. I was just listening to that dude. yesterday. Okay. I can't Steve, stand Did you notice rain. if any of the rain was black rain? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't help myself from laughing because Steve hated the fucking copious amounts of rain in Blade Runner. Well, really... it's it's because it's because it's rain and dark. So yeah. in this one, it was rain, but it wasn't as dark. Okay, it's like tears in the rain. <laughs> it is it's like tears in heaven. If you think about it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Jacqueline, continue. <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, so you know, we talked about the the characters and how most of them are not particularly fleshed out and why that might be, but even if there's a good reason for that, it it still doesn't make it super fun to watch, you know. Yeah. Cardboard characters with kind of lame dialogue. Um Cusack I think handles what what he's given really well. I mean, in my eyes Cusack can do no wrong. Ray Liotta does a great yeah. job with what he's got. Um so I, I can't fault either one of them. I even feel like Amanda Pete doesn't have like great material. Like she's supposed to be kind of this like hooker with the heart of gold and like the kind of <laughs> trustworthy character. But, the heart of Texas. <laughs> but still, I just I don't I don't I don't feel like her character is written well enough. I, I, I think she deserves better. Yeah. So it's just it's like it wasn't just it just wasn't like a fun watch for me. And, you know, as I said before, I went into this totally blind. I didn't read any. So I didn't know anything about it and i didn't read the description of it on the you know, when i was streaming it but 
I, I did form certain expectations when I saw the cover art when I went to go stream it. And so I thought, oh, this looks like a serious kind of psychological thriller, like the Mothman prophecies or mm-hmm. um, Mr. Brooks or, you know, one of those types of movies. And then I was surprised to find the tone a little silly at certain parts. Uh, it felt a little stage acty to me and some of these characters who were like over the top hysterical and it was just a wee bit cartoony and that didn't really match with the tone that was set by the cover art and so I was a little confused like what am I supposed to be feeling right now it just was a little confusing to my brain um so overall I'm sorry but not great positive feelings for the first two-thirds of it um that turned around when I found out what we're really doing here with the medical treatment. And then I really kind of got on board with this movie feeling like, Oh, okay. I'm like, I'll, I'll jump on this train. And I felt a strong sense of satisfaction when we think all the, you know, extraneous personalities have been vanquished and Amanda Pete, we see her in the orange grove and she has this like, peaceful life and I felt like a real satisfaction with that like a very satisfying resolution to the movie and then you have that final (laughs) twist with Timmy which I will say was effective in that I didn't see it coming but I also kind of think maybe it was unnecessary like I would have been really happy if we had just ended with her in the orange grove Mm -hmm. um but it just kind of felt like a shock value for no yeah. real reason. And so it just, it kind of left me feeling like, eh, okay, I guess that's what this movie is. So, eh. I, so I'll give it, I'll, I'll give it credit. I will keep it on the positive side here because I think that idea of like treating the disorder is so strong and like this innovative method that he's come up with to do it. So I'm going to end up with a 5.5 room keys for identity. Nice. 5.5 out of 10. So G baby, I didn't think you were too harsh. Say goodnight to the bad guy. You know, make me the bad guy. That's fine. I'll wear it. You know what? I would have loved kidding. Sorry. (laughs) I would have loved if instead of Amanda Pete's character, it was Ed that lives. Right. And like he's doing his thing. And then Timmy shows up and he's like, two dollars, two dollars. <laughs> and then like the movie is a callback. Yeah. That's Steve, I don't back. know if you've ever seen Better Off Dead. I, oh, I love that movie. Yep. <laughs> two dollars. <laughs> it's got booger in Wayne that movie. Meyer. He's, yeah. he's got booger in there and he's like snort snow and he goes, look, I can't move my this right is pure snow. <laughs> You know what the street value of this is? The next thing you know, Ed wakes up. He's on the K2. <laughs> he's ready to go. Now, that would have been a 10. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I get everybody's only... criticisms, honestly. I think they're all valid. Yeah, I think if I had been younger when I saw this movie and not had and had not seen so many movies, I would have been more blown away by it. Like, if I saw this when I was in my 20s, I probably would have been like, whoa. Agreed. But I'm just jaded and, you know. Old. Yeah, and like twists have become <laughs> such a huge part of filmmaking nowadays. Like every film wants to try to do the Shyamalan. You know, Shyamalan himself constantly does the Shyamalan. Um, and it just doesn't always pay off. You know, I feel like this yeah. film, ha- it does some of it right. And some of it, it takes, it stumbles. You know, just like I did with my reach around. Like 
it, it was good, but like it fucking fumbled. You know what I mean? It's definitely fumbled the ball. Your reach it. around was better than this movie, try, in my opinion. Try the left hand. <laughs> try the left hand. <laughs> Um, I will say there was not a ton of trivia for this movie, and I think what there was of it, there were really only three things that were interesting about it. Y'all want to hear those? Sure, sure. You sound like you definitely don't even want to tell us about them. No, <laughs> I mean, they're not that exciting. Hear, you say no. hear about you say no. <laughs> um, Oh, well, Hyderberg, you already said one of them, which is that this is a real poem. The As I was going up the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. What is it? The antagonist? Yeah, and Antigonish by William Antigone, Hughes yeah. Mearns. And it was turned into a song, I believe. Giving uh, it, it widespread attention. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the song is, though. I don't know. I bet it's by Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's right up there with Doggy Style on a Sunday morning. There you go. Doggy Style. Sunday morning. Several endings were filmed in order to shroud the real conclusion in secrecy. Now, I would be curious to know what those different endings are. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they involve other characters, like all these different characters. Imagine a film. What if they did like a clue where like all these different endings? They everybody saw something different. different. Oh, that would have. But been here's fun. what really happened. Yeah. I wonder if Bob has this on Blu-ray and whether those alternate yeah. endings are on there. We should ask him. Release Fuck the it. fucking Michael the Cooney Snyder. cut. <clears throat> yeah, you know Sorry. this is actually a James Mangold film, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. release the yeah. Mangold cut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, so here's like the one fact that I actually thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> um, when Ed or John Cusack shoots Rhodes, Ray Liotta, at the end of the movie, you can see Rhodes mouth the words, I didn't do this. And Ed replies, I know. But neither of these lines are audible. They were um, muted because yeah. the director felt that it would make it obvious that Rhodes was not the killer, thus making the true climax less surprising. Now, that's interesting to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that too, and I was super interested. And I was, I was thinking, no, I would have liked that in the movie. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, to hear that audibly, like, like, wait, what? Like, I thought that shootout know? was sort of anticlimactic because, like, we we get Ed, he's like, oh, he's about to go fucking house this dude, and then he's just like, I'm gonna walk into your fucking bullets, bro. Yeah, like, and I'm he's just very like, like yeah, like fuck. you didn't even take cover, man. Yeah, you like just walk. It was like very westerny, sort of like. Yeah, I'm just gonna fire at you from my hip and try and take you out. <laughs> it's like that's fine, but he could have just he could have blown your head off and disarmed you, and then you yeah, like you didn't have fucking... to take bullets. You could have shot yeah. the guy. Yeah, I'm gonna block your... all your bullets with my body. Ooh, my <laughs> <chest>. <laughs> oh god, jokes on you. I guess because <laughs> at that point he knows that he's not a real person, but at the same time, like he still thinks he is, like. No, well, he's doing what the doctor told him to do. Yeah, he's I know. Get, but... get rid of the threat. I get it. I guess. Fights for us. Interesting. All right. Well, that was a fun movie to talk about with you guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Is that yeah. your end of trivia? I have one. That's one it. Piece yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's... Please jump oh, on. Sweet. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I pulled this. How many burritos did they eat on the set, Jim? I, I'm dying enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> probably uh, <laughs> uh one thing i noticed on this was the the main the one and only credited writer of this film his previous work was he was the director of jack frost not the one with michael keaton but the shitty horror, horror film, horror film? jack frost and jack frost to revenge of the mutant killer snowman 
Well, <laughs> then, what a pedigree. Got, what a title. Yeah, and then he got he was able to snag identity off the back of that. So I thought that was really interesting. Someone coming from like a real like source of schlock like that into something like this. It it didn't seem like a natural progression. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Like and you he went on to do walk the line, which I love. Oh. Yeah, it's it seems like a the oh, the Johnny Cash movie. Was it Sean Penn? Oh, it was John Johnny Depp. No, what? The, no, that the was walk Joaquin, the line. Johnny Cash. Joaquin, 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 Joaquin. Uh, Phoenix. I was and thinking Reese Dead Witherspoon. Oh no no. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm gonna throw the guy a bone. Let me give this a six point seven five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm like, nope. I've already Fuck typed that, it. Dude. It's <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's typed it's in. uploaded it's to the it's internet. On the, it's on the spreadsheet. It's it can in the cloud. never be changed. It's in the cloud. It's official. <laughs> Can't change. Hey, at it. least it wasn't Evil Bong, right? Yeah, or Evil Bong nine. two, or three, or four, or nine, Fucking nine, eight, eight. There's How many nine. are that? They're at nine. 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 John watched them all like a weekend. I did. Ago. I know. There was one I, weekend. I, there was one yeah. weekend I was so tired, and I, I just heard. See, John, John, he's like aged like a full year after watching. Yeah, watch I, I heard. I was so stoned. That. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I didn't do. He that. looks and like they... Rebecca Mornay, uh, De Mornay before she put her head in the dryer. <laughs> nice callback. Nice callback. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, Jesus Christ, give this guy a fucking medal, dude. That's insane. Yeah, right. I feel like there's an achievement for that. There has to be. I gave myself kudos. I said, I can't believe I sat and watched nine fucking movies about smoking weed. Jesus. And I don't without, even smoke. Without smoking I know. I was going to say, did you no, smoke, I don't smoke. Weed, don't you? Yeah, I that's, did an high additional, that's, a, that's an additional fucking badge of honor. Because <laughs> I, I can't see going through that without fucking getting yeah. stony baloney. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, yeah. I think we've um, beaten the dead horse of identity enough that was a great conversation thank you so much again to g baby and steve thank you guys so much for coming out to talk about this with us oh, thanks for having us yeah totally it was it was a great time as always do you have socials you want people to follow uh yeah we are you you first you can send us an email at wax at waxing the porpoise.com uh and then on our socials we are at instagram at waxing the porpoise and twitter is at waxing the porp and again we're available uh waxing the porpoise is our show on uh anywhere you you uh get your podcasts go listen to it now wax that porp <laughs> seriously had- it's a fucking awesome show it is thanks it is yeah. awesome I, I appreciate the kind words and uh again too we just had uh fans of this show will know uh soju from straight chilling actually just joined us and that our newest episode will be dropping on thursday where we talked about uh uh prisoners from 2013 which nice. was i can't wait to hear that a ton of fun yeah that it, it's a long it, it'll be another long player i think it, we ran around three hours so um but yeah we had a really good discussion about it and i mean towards the end too i was a little bit of a bad fish i i had about like two pints of whiskey <laughs> in by the end of that i was a couple fingers you might say jim more than a few fingers dude it was like eight fingers of booze so well uh, that's I, a lot of fingers apologies wow. in advance i do get a little haggard towards the end of there but <laughs> stop selling yourself short Dude, when I got you when I got up, up, dude, when I got up after recording and had to go downstairs, like it hit me like a fucking ton of. I think you texted and, me after that. Yeah, and all the lights were out and shit, <laughs> so I had to like night, fucking yeah. skin a marink my way downstairs. <laughs> like he sent, you, pull- he sent you a dick pic. Like whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I 
send him a taint pic. Oh, <laughs> send me a skin of rink. Skin of rinky dinky do. So I get to pick next week, right? Ooh, yep, it's yeah. John's pick next week. Um, no, I'm thinking about a couple. Okay, so let's leave that as a little question mark for now. Yeah, but you got some ideas? I, I do. I got a couple ideas of where, where right. we can go. It'll well, be a newer movie. I promise that. Okay. Well, we will let everybody know on our socials once we get that nailed down for certain. So keep an eye out on all our socials for that. So um, you can email us if you like at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts with us or ask us questions, you can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. Make sure you're our friend on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. We also want to plug again, wax in the porpoise, go give them the five-star reviews on iTunes and on Spotify. Give us the same ones. Give us the uh, five-star ratings on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate you. Yeah. Have all your personalities. Leave a review for us. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That would be uh, helpful. I want a, a quick plug. I just want to, I've been listening lately to punks at the cinema podcast. It's a friend yeah. of our, from the Slack, Tyler Nightmare. Uh, it's his podcast. They only have about like eight episodes, uh, but it's a really cool like hangout movie review show. It's a little chaotic, which goes with the whole punk rock sort of vibe because he's like a punk band also. Yeah. And most of these guys are his bandmates. But I really just like like most of these shows that we like, like ours and, and Wax, like there's chemistry, right? And like that's what I gravitate towards is the chemistry first. And then like everything else just kind of falls in line. So like you could check them out um, on all the podcast apps. And yeah, check them out. Punks at the cinema. Yeah, he was actually plugging. He or someone was talking about. They just did Prey, that new Predator movie. That's on I, that's one of his episodes. Yeah, I just listened to it. Yeah, and he's like, eh, maybe stay away from that. We got a little haggard on it. I love that fucking episode. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I uh, listened. I just listened to it today. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it, and they do they they do have the built-in. Chemistry. Actually, no, it was a Nope episode he mentioned to stay away from. Oh, was it? I had. Yeah, they they get they get a little fucked up on all their episodes. To be honest, <laughs> they they like to have a good time, man. Which whatever, I'm, it's I'm punks at the cinema. There is a warning in the beginning that literally says there is nudity, drugs, and alcohol before this. Dude, and nobody the, should listen to this podcast. The, <laughs> DI, like the DIY and punk aesthetic is very much alive there, and I fucking yeah. love it. So yeah, check it too. out for sure. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to get on that because I haven't heard any of their episodes yet. But well, we I do like Tyler, Tyler just as a friend in the near future. Yeah. So. I love Tyler. He's rad. So yeah. I want to hear his. Yeah. I want to hear his show. So yeah, I wanted to plug that. So his Word. music is rad too. Their their band. Yeah, it's really Fuck good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this was so much fun, guys. Thanks for the great conversation, Steve. It was so cool to finally meet you after oh, yeah. uh, hearing you on the show and uh, all that. So uh, I hope that we'll be seeing you again very soon. And Lola's and, butthole. And Lola. Well, I was <laughs> yeah. not going to say her butthole, but. <laughs> The dead lights. Hey, Hyderberg, you like what you like. (laughs) There there was a moment where her face literally looked at me. She was like this. And she looked, no, no, not with the butthole. That was just a joke, but that was just an excuse why I fucked up my own fucking pump. Uh, But she literally looked at us in the Zoom call. Like, I feel like she does that every time you guys are recording, right? Like, dude, she knows that she looked at me like, like, yo, bro, what are you doing? It's like she stuck her head right up to the camera. Yeah, me and Jacqueline looked at each other like, did you see that? That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
Oh, I love her. She's adorable. Oh, I love her. Face. <laughs> She's like, there was there was a time that legitimately happened where she got in front of the camera. And yeah, just stare- she just sat there. I took a screenshot of it, and she's just staring. It's like that cat meme that you see. Like there's there's a cat just kind of like leering with like the shadow. It just <laughs> look, it, and like the forced perspective. It looks like Godzilla, like just <laughs> looking down. Like yeah, but yeah. That's that's something that she does. Also, the butthole, the gaze into the void is. is She's relatively real, quiet tonight too. It's a real phenomenon. Yeah, I didn't hear her talking once. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, Oh, I didn't hear. It. I just bit, saw. But... I saw her running around, but I didn't. I didn't hear any. She, I hear her a good bit when she's on your show. She made her presence known at least once. I know that. Okay. So she's we can girl. we can give her an official credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, thank, guys. Thank you. Yeah. For thank, us on. thank you guys for having us. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. We love y'all. Sweet. Fuck yeah. All right, John Hydraberg. I love you guys too, and love you. I will see you. Next week, when we will be talking about mm. a to-be-determined movie, it'll be a little Something mystery. Genius. Which which way will we go? Who knows? But either way, we'll be back next week to talk about some horror film for you. And keep it creepy. <laughs>